like clarity was I needed to have happiness for myself. And I think that's what, it's not a happiness for my mom. It's not a happiness for, you know, my ex-husband or whatever it was. I needed something for me. And everything I was doing, I think, wasn't for me. And that's why I wasn't, I, there, I was getting no fulfillment out of my life. And now, I mean, every day I, I wake up early and I wake up without an alarm. And it's because I'm just so excited to start my day. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. Today, we have on Christine Yi, her journey of following dreams and kind of throwing practicality out the window is really inspirational. Matter of fact, this is one of those episodes that I want um, more parents to listen to because I get a lot of, a lot of uh, Gen Z students and younger that say, well, I, I want to be an influencer. I want to be an influencer. I want to be a YouTuber. But oftentimes there's a lack of practicality. In this lady's journey, um, there's even less practicality. She sacrifices more than a lot of people that I've met, uh, but still has a plan and just sticks to it. So uh, if you're a parent, um, A, you might want to have your child listen to this episode. It's, it's pretty inspirational. B, uh, if you do have a child that they do want to be an influencer or whatever, listen to some of the dedication. Listen to the time it took. Um, but uh, most importantly, it, like I, I recommend that you give Christine a follow, kind of see what's going on in her world. It is pretty eye-opening. Okay, so I'm excited now to jo be joined by Christine Yi. Christine, thank you so much for being on. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. I love it when we get some good recommendations and friend reached out and she's, oh, you have to have on Christine and uh, our journeys are similar and yet completely different. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, gonna to dig uh, reliving our first phone call uh, back because you've gone through quite a, a journey here lately. And then, and then we'll even get into some story. I did in, in a little bit of pre-research, I discovered your sister. So hopefully there's no sibling rivalry thing there that uh, we can't talk a little bit about her. <laughs> but um, so describe, um, you were kind of at a crossroads several, for a few oh, years boy. back. And you have now completely, and I mean completely, transformed everything. So let me not steal your thunder. Let me mute my mic and let you tell you to take it away. So, um, I started, I don't, I don't know where to begin. Um, I, I was working at a hedge fund. Um, I'd been there for about three and a half years and I was pretty unhappy. Um, I was, I was really happy in the beginning and then it just became like really just too much overwhelming. And, and um, I was married one of those like very content, but not happy married and uh, I was going every single day and everything was the same. And one day my sister called me and she told me that um, she called and she said, I have some crazy news. Don't freak out. I was like, what is it? And she's like, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And like my heart dropped and she's like, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine, but I'm calling you to tell you that life is too short. And every time I speak with you, you are, you're always talking about how unhappy you are and how, things aren't great at work and things aren't great at home. And she's like, I don't want that for you. And life is just too short for that. So I want you to think about like how and what you can do to change your life. So, um, I mean, this was like end of middle end of 2012. And I was like, Oh my God. And I was really freaking out more about her. And, um, and I realized she was right. 
and I thought about it and I was like, I, the first thing I did was I, I told my husband I wanted a divorce. And I think he was just like, what, what, what? <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I, I was like, are you happy? And he looked at me, he's like, I'm fine. And I was just like, I don't want to be fine. I want to be happy. And so we, we decided on like a trial separation. And um, a few like weeks after that, I told my boss that, uh, that I, wanted to, I wanted to leave. And he was like, are you, what, you're going through a midlife crisis. He's like, go on vacation. He's like, I'll even pay for it, which is even better. And I was like, it, I was like, you can pay for it. But if I go on vacation, I'm never coming back. And, um, really did just out of curiosity i don't want to get sidetracked too much <laughs> did he still end up taking on you know putting up the vacation no okay i was gonna say <laughs> with an answer like that i'm like wow uh, uh, i'm sorry go ahead go ahead <laughs> no it's fine and um yeah so i mean it took me a little while to transition out of my job but it was pretty quick for me to leave my marriage uh and so it, I was sitting with a girlfriend. We were at a restaurant in New York and we were just having drinks and some nibbles. And she, I told her the news and she was just like mind blown. Like, oh my God, what are you going to do? I was like, honestly, I just want to eat, eat well, be happy, like, and enjoy my life. And at the time I always took pictures um, of food. I was always doing it. Like I had like a kind of a blog and um, just for fun, nothing crazy. And um there used to be this like website, like a Tumblr page called like pictures of Asians taking pictures of food. And I was on that page all the time. So, so I really love to take pictures of food always, but she was like, you should Instagram. And I didn't even know what Instagram was. This was like November, 2012. And I just got an iPhone cause I had like transitioned from Blackberry the finance Blackberry to um, like actual normal people iPhone. And, um, yeah, I was like, what's Instagram? And she put it on my phone and she's like, yeah, you put pictures of like things you're interested in. She's like, but like people are making, turning this into a career. They're making money from this. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but I posted my first photo. My first photo was really ugly. And, um, yeah. And that's kind of how this whole thing began. <laughs> So, well, first of all, I, I'm assuming that friend now wants a cut of everything you do. <laughs> well, she doesn't. Okay, 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 good, good, good. No, I, so I'm, I'm like listening to this. Well, first of all, I just, I didn't want to interrupt you because the enormity of the phone call from your sister uh, just washed over me. Um, it's so funny how we know the answers and we know things, but we block it out of our psyche. Right. And your sister put something into your right in front of your face and said, you know, enjoy life. I mean, and obviously, you know, spoiler alert, your sister is healthy and unbelievably okay, successful. Sure. Right, right, right. Um, Different sister. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, all of a sudden, like, I'm assuming everybody's thinking you're completely nuts. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you, like, I was making a... a pretty good salary. I was married. My ex-husband was working in private equity. And so we were like this New York city power couple, um, you know, going all to going to the right, like charity events and being seen at the right parties and whatever it was. And, you know, we lived in a two bedroom, two bathroom co-op in New York, you know, it was really a nice life. 
So, so you're, you're going through this, you, you kind of shock everybody. You, you leave wow. a hedge fund management. I mean, that's just incredible. Yeah. Uh, you, you leave a not, not miserable marriage, but you know, I want to be happy. So you turn your life upside down and you, you take this first Instagram photo and okay, let's see what happens. So give me the rest of the story. What happens from there? Honestly, nothing happened. So I, I was posting pictures and I was kind of treating this more as like a personal Instagram. And when she told, when my girlfriend said like people are making money off this, I was like, what are you, I think really just did not even get it. I mean, this is not something that I'm for an Instagram person. I am old. So like, this is not something from that I could grasp, grasp my head around. And so I was just like kind of, you know, chugging along. I gave myself two years to figure something out and then I would go back to work and go back to something that made me happy. And it was literally exactly two years that it took me to like realize that this was, this could become something. And I have to say it was like, it was my ex-boyfriend, someone I was dating like post separation. Um, and he was really into Instagram. And one day we were having lunch and he's like, Christine, you take really nice photos, but like your Instagram is all over the place. And I was just like, yeah. And, <laughs> and he's like, I mean, you're, you're CY eats. If you're CY eats, like you shouldn't be posting pictures of like your niece and your mom and whatever, I don't know, whatever random thing that you're thinking about today. <laughs> and he was correct. And it was the best advice. And he broke up with me a couple weeks after that. But <laughs> what I took away from that relationship has blossomed into like this incredible career for me. And I like right after he met, he said this to me, I started focusing and really posting just food. And I went from like maybe a thousand followers to 10,000 followers in like nine months. And 100,000 followers 11 months after. And now I'm like about to round the corner on 200,000, which is amazing. So it's been a really fun trip, but it <laughs> took a while to get Yeah. It. No, it's an incredible story. And, and that's like throwing, well, first of all, everybody loves to hear that, you know, throwing caution to the wind and chasing happiness, not safety. Um, you know, we watch movies about it. We, we fantasize about it. Um, but you know, the, the more you sacrifice, the greater the wow factor. And obviously, um, you know, not that it should be wrapped around a people, you know, people's title, but your title was pretty impressive yeah. and, uh, and all this other stuff. So, but, but, <laughs> sounds, yeah. it's, but I mean, to be completely honest, like it almost sounds like an idea, like an idea, uh, a 15 year old would have. Oh, like, it definitely you know, is. like, and the yeah. girls are having this idea. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. Yeah. Because, you know, at 15, because you're like, you know what, mom, I'm just going to drop out of college. I don't want to go to med school. I'm going to be an Instagrammer. I'm going to take pictures of food. Yeah. And you're like, and like my mom People would reach out to me all the time <laughs> and say that they want to do this as a career. And they're like, how do I do this? I'm like, finish school. <laughs> Finish as much school as you possibly can. Date somebody that is brutally honest and, and <laughs> give you brutally honest and maybe not nice. Right. Um, so but no, I, I did that. Ago, my mom would call me every single day and be like, um, "You know, when are you going to get a job? When are you going to?" And I stopped taking her phone calls for a while because it was <laughs> it's to the point where she was so. You're blocking your mom. Wow. I mean, I mean, 
Yeah, but I, I, hey, I mean, I, I'm not your parent, and I'm like, it, <laughs> I, I mean, I already know your numbers, so I'm not passing judgment. But in, like in those early years, I too would have said, you know, yeah, well, hey, I, you know, it's uh, it's funny, like everything you're doing is kind of what I preach, you know. I and I think that that I've been kind of a gateway between, um, I'm going to say, adults and especially Gen Z. Um, millennials can do their own talking, but you know, I've got a lot of Gen Z kids that scratch their head and they just don't understand, um, Gen Xers because they're, you know, the Gen Xers, we, we, we grew up under Reagan and you know, you get a job, uh, you know, you get a job and you, you're loyal to that job and you may hate it, but if you work really hard, you'll find happiness at 58 <laughs> and, and, you know, you'll be able to retire with a good pension, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing is like, this still makes sense to all, and, and, to be fair, it, it makes sense to me at times. So I'm like, hey, just chase safety, get a good secure thing. You can have fun on the weekends. You can hate your life from Monday to Friday. And Gen Z, they scratch their head. And they're like, I would rather be a barista and barely <laughs> scrape by and be happy than to chase this mythical, I'm going to retire, which by the way, financially we've, yeah. Um, several cities that, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, several cities, you know, Gen Z, they have no aspirations of ever owning because they can't. That's another story later. Um, <laughs> and and this, the price of college, don't get me started on that either. But like, uh, but I, but I understand their philosophy. Like I would much rather try to give it a go at age 15 and say, I'm going to be a food blogger, damn it. And rather chase that and have a side gig at Starbucks then say, I'm going to get a job where my parents said it's safe and be miserable. And I truly, you know, I'm age, I just turned 46. At age 46, I totally see the parents' perspective. But seeing that I'm with 15 to 18-year-olds every day, I actually understand their point more. And it's kind of funny because you're closer to my age. and Definitely closer to your age. <laughs> and, 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 and yet I loved this story because, you know, it's, it's technically what I think a lot of people would never admit that they, well, I, I think they admit that they couldn't do it, but they wished a lot of times they would. So I think part of it for me is I had a safety net. I had a lot of savings because I didn't do a lot when I was working. I worked 18 hours a day and um, I, so I had a lot of money saved. So fortunately I had like a little bit of a safety net to make sure that if I had, I had two years, if I budgeted properly, I had two years for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. And I appreciate the fact that you're trying to give that uh, softer landing, but there's not just a financial cost of what you did. You oh, know, no, there's the, the, there, there's the Christine's just freaking crazy. Yeah, it was scary as hell, and literally, I don't. I think my friends kind of stopped talking. Absolutely, to me that's what that's like, what I was thinking. Yeah, what like, are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> did anybody offer to take you to therapy, or you know? I think they were just confused. I, I think they really all everyone really thought I was going through a midlife crisis, and you know, I'm not far from that age, so <laughs> yeah, um, it wasn't per se like completely impossible. But you know what, though, I, I'm glad you said that. See, I, I. I just me, I think a lot of people that accuse others of midlife crisis is because they're just a maybe I'm going to say it jealous that you're doing something that they wish they could. Oh, and for sure. Cause I've seen a lot of my friends recently, the ones who were at, at that time saying like, what are you doing with your life? You know, you had this very secure relationship career 
and they're in the, and I, and they're all like, oh my God, I wish I could do this. You're so lucky. You're having so much fun, all this stuff. And I'm just like, it's a ton of work. Everything I do yes. every day is a ton of work, but I love every second of it. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's most people's definition of success. When, it's, I, not, when, exactly. it's, when it's not work and it is, but you love it and it, you know, yeah. Um, and, I saw, and I'm hearing that same story in your voice like, oh. You're a little crazy, a little midlife crisis. And I dare say you had more mental clarity on your mission after your sister, and in some ways after your sister empowered you to make this decision. Yeah, it really was. And I was just, my, my clarity was I needed to have happiness for myself. And I think that's what, it's not a happiness for my mom. It's not a happiness for, you know, my ex-husband or whatever it was. I needed something for me. And everything I was doing, I think, wasn't for me. And, um, and that's why I wasn't, I, there, I was getting no fulfillment out of my life. And now, I mean, every day I, w- I wake up early and I wake up without an alarm. And it's because I'm just so excited to start my day. And I might be up late and I'm, work- I'm working pretty late every night. And it's, and it's not because I'm like, oh my God, I have a deadline. It's because I'm just like, thrilled to just continue to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Actually, let's un- unpack that a little bit. What are you doing? Like I'm, I'm listening. Somebody's listening to this right now going, well, what the heck should you do? Taking pictures <laughs> of food. Like I took a look and you, we talked a little bit about your schedule and where you're off to and where you're there, you know, here and there. And you are busy as heck. But if a person doesn't know exactly what you do, kind of describe a, an average day if there is oh, one. I wake up uh, between 545 and six. It's just my body clock wants to wake up at that hour. Um, I edit photos usually first thing in the morning. Well, no, that's not true. I check my Instagram. I respond to comments, um, respond to direct messages. Then I edit photos usually for an hour, try to figure out what I want to post for the day. Um, usually something that I had eaten in the last couple days. Um, I respond to emails. I go work out in the morning. I usually, if I'm in New York, I usually work out for give or take two to three hours. Um, and then I go, off to my first meal. So like lunch, let's say 1230, take pictures of about seven to 10 dishes, eat as much as I can of those seven to 10 dishes, proceed usually to my next meal, uh, take more photos, eat more food. Eating's like the best part of that. I mean, taking photos is obviously fun and I, I love taking photos, but the eating and trying all the food is really the really fun part. And then I usually try to come home, um, do some more editing, uh, respond to some emails that are urgent throughout the day. I'm always on my phone, like responding to comments, responding to direct messages. And then, um, go usually go to dinner, do it all again. I try to be home by like eight, eight thirty. get back into like the editing, the photos, responding to emails. Um, and then before I go to bed, I always like respond to comments and check my direct messages again. Again, I'm, <laughs> I'm hearing somebody uh, in my head. I'm listening. Or like somebody's listening and going, okay, let me get this straight. You eat, <laughs> yes. you get paid to eat at fancy yeah. places. Uh huh. Not always fancy, but yes. Up, you know, high and low, but, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I, I, so restaurants don't pay me. So when I go to eat at three restaurants in a day, none of those restaurants have paid me. Um, I don't, 
I don't believe in working with, I don't believe in that kind of uh, relationship. I think that when I'm posting something on my feed, I want it to be like organically something that I wanted to post. Um, so restaurants invite me in. I generally eat for free, but they don't pay me. So a lot of people think restaurants pay me. So how do you I monetize? Yeah. Um, I work with brands. So like, I don't know, mom and pop restaurant down the street doesn't have the, the marketing budget to pay me to like post a photo of their restaurant on my Instagram feed. However, Whole Foods does. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm like, I work with brands. I try to work with brands that definitely have the money to like have the marketing budget to work with people like me. That was Whole Foods in the background, wasn't it? <laughs> it's so um, perfectly timed they're watching I'm just you saying. know and I'm, I'm very um you know I, I I'm very conscious of that so like if someone reaches out if someone reaches out to me and asks me what my rate is I'm going to give a different rate to a small company versus sure. a small company that I know has money versus Starbucks yeah because I know Starbucks has more money yeah, I, I, I love all that. Um, in part, of, and I alluded to it in the intro and uh, hope, hope you don't mind me bringing it up. So okay. in, some, in some of my research, uh, I, I read about your sister and she's a doctor and there yeah. was a subway accident and take that story from there because this is pretty cool. I mean, it was kind of crazy. Um, I don't remember a lot of the, the accident, luckily. Uh, but this was a long time ago, 15 years ago, 2003. Uh, my sister and I lived together in New York. We are very, she might, she's my younger sister. She and I are very, very close. And, um, and she actually had been taking like some biology and sort of pre-med classes for fun, just because she's like that. And, um, and I, I, we, I had just gotten back from Whistler that morning. Sorry, I just got back from Whistler that morning and I was, I'd taken the red eye and I'd skied all weekend. Yeah, so I just got back from Whistler that morning and I had taken the red eye, gone straight to work. And I normally have had Korean class that, you know, that evening, but one of my colleagues had had a really, really horrible day. Like my, our boss had just been reaming her out the whole day. So she's like, will you please just grab a drink with me? So like we went and grabbed a drink and that's literally the last thing I remember is being like, yes, I'll grab a drink. Let's go. And it was like six o'clock and we walked out the door. That's the last thing I remember. From what I understand, I was in a very, very bad subway accident. Um, I fell into the tracks while the sub, as I had gotten off the subway, I was getting, I was walking along the tracks and I had fallen asleep on the subway and, um, and I was just a little bit, I guess, just like off balance. And I fell into the tracks while I was, um, like walking out along the platform and the subway conductor didn't see me and the subway moved and it didn't move very far, but just enough that it ran over my leg. I was, so I was very lucky. I landed um, I guess I landed on my back, but I landed somewhere like where I cracked a, I, I cracked my L2 vertebra, vertebrae. And, um, but it wasn't like 
so bad that I was, I could have been paralyzed from the waist down. Um, but the subway did, cr I had a crushing um, injury to my right leg. And I guess as soon as I, they, I got to the train, to the emergency room, they told me that they had to amputate it. It was um, just, there was no other choice. Again, I was, I didn't know what was going on. I was on a lot of drugs. The next thing I knew, my sister was there. My sister had, had been traveling. She was in um, Cabo, I think, on vacation. And she flew back, emergency, like flew back on like urgently. And she's there with me. And I was like, it's so weird. I like can't wiggle my right toes. I have like a toe wiggling issue because I have way too much energy. And she was like, what? No one told you? I was like, told me what? And she was the one who told me that they had to amputate my leg. Um, but so the best part of this story is this watching everyone, all the medical staff and um, the hospital people, everyone taking care of me and especially like the emergency uh, doctors and um, everyone she inspired her to go back to medical school or go back to school to get her pre to finish her pre-med credits and um, actually go to medical school. And she did her residency at Columbia Presbyterian in New York. And, um, and then she did an emergency medicine. And then she did her fellowship in neurocritical care at uh, Penn. And now she's in San Francisco, um, creating an entirely new protocol to help stroke patients um, help the amount of time it takes to reach a, uh, a stroke patient so that, cause that like every second matters with stroke patients and she's like developing a new protocol for um, treating that. Wow. So, wow. So one sister calls and gives you a wake up call and then you're the sister that gives her motivation yeah. to go into medical from, all, from, from a horrific crash. So yeah. oh, we're all my. inspiring in some ways. <laughs> Wow. That's, um, that's incredible. Well, Christine, I, I, I love the, first of all, great story, um, on several fronts. Um, but I, I just, I want to validate, uh, just the journey you're taking and how transparent, well, it's actually your job to be transparent, I guess, but, um, you know, from just saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to live, I'm going to live life. I'm going to be as deliberately happy as I can. And then having the courage to kind of go through with it. Um, I'm not going to lie. You took a wacky idea that now seems normal um, and, and, and made it you. And, and uh, I just think it's, it's just, I don't know, it's inspiring. And which is one of the reasons why when we talked earlier, I'm like, okay, I really want to have this story on the show. Um, and I and sincerely appreciate it. But um, one piece, no, let me, one piece of advice for the 16 year old out there and one piece of advice for the 45 year old parent out there. Um, 16 year old finish school, <laughs> finish as much school. I'm still on that. I, I believe in education. Um, and I believe in getting the best education and being as good as possible. I was a total nerd in school. Um, and I think that that helps me now. It helps me the way I think it helps everything. Um, and also like, like take responsibility. I just feel like a lot of younger people don't take responsibility and it really, it pains me on a daily basis. So I really wish people would take more responsibility of their, for their actions. Um, for the 45 year old parent, 
Um, I guess I think the most I th is to be supportive and supportive and encouraging while also trying to guide them the right way. I don't, my, my mom, again, like she called me every single day asking me when I was going to get a real job. But when I told her, like at one point I was like, mom, I might not, I might not be making as much money as I was. And to be honest, I've never been this poor in my entire life, but I've also never been this happy. And she literally cried. And that was like so much validation for me. Um, so I just want like 45 year old parents to know it's not always about money. It's about like, hap there is, there is something to say about happiness. And even if they're working as a barista at Starbucks, if they're doing what they really are passionate about, like let, let them pursue it for, to see like how it goes. Yeah, I love that. I can't agree more um, just because I'm in both worlds. <laughs> that's, that's how old I am. And I've got one of those. So I, I, I totally agree. So I love it. I, well, do, Chris, I, I really feel like if there's some passion, if there's truly a passion behind it, like not like a hobby for yes for today and maybe not tomorrow. Yeah. Well, actually it's funny. We have a rule of thirds in our class. Uh, I told you a little bit about our class earlier, but like, mm -hmm. you know, our, each thing you choose to do, we have a, a basically, yeah, rule of thirds. Number one, are you passionate about it? And the thing is like, that's cool. Um, although passion can fizzle out. Um, so our rule number two is uh, what skills are you acquiring through this passion? Right. Mm -hmm. So do you, is there some sort of a marketable skill or something you're taking away? And number three, is it serving somebody other than you? And um, like that. yeah, because that's usually what separates like just selfish interest. I, especially at age 16, I want them to know right now that, you know, uh, helping others is sustainability. Like if, if you're just, if you're just nice, you will have a long career. <laughs> if you're a, an unsufferable asshole, um, like it's not going to happen. Like, uh, no, I, I've met some really talented people that are just jerks. And, and as soon as you, you know, and sometimes people honor them out of fear, but right. I mean, well, I mean, heck, I always like to make the comparison of, and I'm not going to name names, but like there are some celebrities, we just can't wait for them to go away. As soon as they have a bad album or as soon as they have a bad movie, they'll be the laughing stock because they're mean. Then right. you have, then you have Tom Hanks who has had several horrible movies, but no one cares because Tom Hanks is, like really nice. He's had some legendarily great movies, but like, if you're just nice, that is a sustainability move. And, um, I, there's, I, you know, there's nothing wrong. And, and I think that I'm, this is Naveen's Naveen Jane is a, is a guy I look up to, but he's like, there's also nothing wrong with doing well from doing well. <laughs> you know, if you're a blessing on others, great. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want to make good money because you're helping others, awesome. But if you're just kind of a jerk, you know, that's it's a short-term game. So. I agree. And I actually, I think I've actually become, I've never been a terrible person, <laughs> but being happy makes me definitely a kinder person. Yeah. No, I can hear it in your voice. I, the, the opening story you had said everything. And um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's you know, getting that validation from your sister of, you know, don't let life pass you by, start it now. And, uh, and you took it and you ran with it. So. And anyway. I truly haven't ever been happier in my entire life. This has been like the best journey and I can't wait to see where it continues to go. So speaking of which, so people are now like, fine, where can I find you? <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> everything. It doesn't have to be just the Instagram. Where to else can we find? I am primarily just Instagram. Okay. So. I didn't know if you're dabbling in Twitter. CY underscore eats. 
Um, it's my Instagram. It's also my Twitter. So if anyone wants to follow me, but I don't really post on Twitter, uh, unless I'm really angry at an airline for something. Um, and that's like where I get all my like frustration out. <laughs> um, that's yeah. But Instagram is pretty much my, that's my medium. All right. Well, Christine, thank you so much for being on. And uh, man, I, I continued success in the future. Thank you so much, Don.